You are listening to the Fancy Free Podcast, where my guests and I tell our most embarrassing, funny stories so that we all feel less alone in our imperfections and forge connection through vulnerability and humor. I'm Joanne Jarrett, and I'm your host. And today we have a first, we have another Joanne. Today I have with me Joanne Crone. She is a parenting expert who helps moms feel confident in everything from raising empowered, self-sufficient kids to dropping the anxiety and guilt out of modern parenthood. She's an accomplished writer, author, podcast host of the No Guilt Mom podcast, and speaker appearing in national media and the founder of the parenting site NoGuiltMom.com. Her specialty is talking to both parents and kids with her self-paced digital courses for kids in handling big emotions, creating a morning routine, and conquering the homework drama. Joanne is a former elementary school teacher with a master's degree in curriculum and instruction, as well as a national board certified teacher in middle childhood education. Joanne, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. And I was so excited to be here because I don't meet many other Joannes. I don't either. Although, you know what is so crazy? I was a gymnast when I was a kid and I was on a club team. And there were three other Joannes on my gymnastics team. Can you that is that? rare. So <laughs> crazy. They were all younger than I am, which is even more. I mean, I think the name's just getting less and less common. But, you know, now we're famous because of Joanna Gaines. So. Oh, yeah, Joanna. Do you get people calling you Joanna? And you're like, no, it's Joanne. Totally. Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, they think that Joanne is the nickname and that Joanna is the formal name. But alas, mine is not. It's just Joanne. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a story behind how you got Joanne? Because I have a story behind how I got Joanne. Yeah. And I, I want to hear yours. Here's mine. I um, well, My mom's name is Diane and my dad's name is John. But they did not realize until after they chose the name that it was a mixture of their two names. Simply, my mom had a Joanne as an upperclassman in her high school who she thought was cute and funny and popular and very kind. And she loved the name because of that. Oh, that's that's funny. That's very similar to my story, actually. Really? Well, okay. Where'd yours come from? So my mom, uh, my mom also had a friend named Joanne, but it was like her best friend in elementary school. And uh-huh. uh, then my grandmas, one of them was named Josephine, and one of them was named Anne, and so they combined <gasps> it to Joanne. Kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, both parts of our stories are similar. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I had an elementary school best friend named Mitzi. We moved away after first grade, and I've tried to find Mitzi and cannot find her. So, Mitzi from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, if you're out there, <laughs> email me. <laughs> Speaking of elementary school friends, yeah, I had four Joannes on my gymnastics team. It did make me want to give my kids very unique names. Yeah. We gave our oldest daughter the name Delaney because it was like number 300 in the social security statistics. Well, guess how many Delaney's she had on her swim team? (laughs) For a while, there were four. Yeah. (laughs) It's Uh like the unique names just come around you and congregate. so crazy. I know. (laughs) Our second daughter is Bailey, which is supposed to be three times as common as Delaney, and we've never known another Bailey. So go figure. (laughs) Oh, wow. We named our daughter Camden with a unique name, but it was with an Y. And we didn't know anyone else who had the name Camden. And then once we named her Camden, a teacher at the school I was working in at the time, she was like, I really like the name. Do you mind if I name my daughter Camden too? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) I started something here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, fill in the blanks. What did I miss about who you are and what you do? I live in Chandler, Arizona, which is a suburb of Phoenix. I have a 12-year-old daughter and a seven-year-old son, almost eight-year-old son. He's eight in Mm. July. I married my college sweetheart, Joshua. 
Aww. We just celebrated our 15-year anniversary. That's awesome. Well, I have to know now, what did you guys name your son? Eric with a K. I like that. That's a good, strong name. It was a Norwegian. My husband has Norwegian roots, and so that's a very Norwegian name. And where did Camden come from? Did you just think it was pretty? Yeah, we were just looking at baby names when mm-hmm. I was pregnant, and we wanted something unique. Yeah. And uh, he, he actually wanted the name Brunhilda, so I had to. <laughs> You're kidding. I, I had to go and like find something. That You're like, no, defensive name shopping. <laughs> I told my daughter that, and she turns to me, and she's like, thank you, mom. <laughs> That's so funny. And my husband's here like trying to like justify his decision. He's like, we could have called you Hildy. It would have been great. She's like, no. No. (laughs) No, I think Camden is absolutely beautiful. Okay, let's get to know you better with your rapid fire questions. What's your Enneagram number? I'm a six. I'm a loyalist. Oh, really? Yeah. That is so interesting. I don't think I know any sixes. Yeah, it's funny because like I didn't think I was a six. I thought I was a three for the longest time, the achiever. Mm-hmm. And then I read that book, the um, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's the one that describes like all the enneagrams, the pathway to you, or something like that. Oh yeah, um, I think Suzanne Stabile wrote it, maybe with. Yeah, I'm going to butcher it. I don't know. I can't remember, but I know what book you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I was reading everything with the loyalist and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm such a loyalist. And my husband's a five right next to me on the scale. And I can't remember the Mm -hmm. attributes of a five, but it's something like independent and very engineer minded. He's an engineer. So yeah. Very thought, you know, thought based and logical and yeah. Well, that's great. That's very, I'm always happy to meet a number that I've not, that I don't know. Cause it's like, oh, this is just so, it's such an interesting facet of, of who we are. It's interesting. I don't know many sixes either. Oh, you don't? No, I don't know any. Do you have a lot of fear? I do. I do yeah. have a lot of fear that I get through. Yeah. Most of them are health related fears. That's how it manifests itself. And I have anxiety done the whole therapy route, really know myself. Because, you know, without knowing much at all about you, but just, you know, hearing your message to me. So listeners, the way Joanne found me was that she, it was so cute. She went to my website and then sent me an audio message from the big red button on my page, which more of you should do because it makes me so happy. Do people do that? Because I saw that and I'm like, yes, I excel at voice. (laughs) Yeah. Every now and then someone does, but mostly people email me written out. And I'm like, but it's so much easier just to blabber it out on the, you know, it totally is. It totally Yeah, it makes me it makes me so happy. But anyway, so just based on very little that I know about you from listening to some podcast episodes and hearing your message, I would have never have guessed six. So it's just it's just I love it. We're so complicated, you know, Mm -hmm, definitely. (laughs) Yep. Okay, what's your favorite phone app? Right now, I have a phone app uh, called Piano Joy, and it's teaching me how to play the piano. And it's really cool because I just I sit it on our piano, and it starts really simply because I used to take piano as a kid, and I've wanted to get back into it. But I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like I'm really busy. I don't have time to take lessons. And I found this app, and it plays like popular pop songs. Like just this morning, I was playing Perfect by Ed Sheeran. But it dumbs it down. So like you could play it like any level and then it listens to you as you play. So it tells you if you got the notes right. So it's been really fun. I think my head just exploded on my neck. (laughs) I've never heard of such a thing. And I've always wanted to play piano too. And this is so brilliant because you're getting feedback. You can do it anytime. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. I am going to have to get my piano fixed now. It's actually, oh, it's 
simply piano, but it's made by Piano Joy. It's amazing because I'll start playing at the piano and then my son, my seven-year-old comes up and he's like, could I play? And he kicks me off and he starts practicing piano and I don't have to do oh anything. Gosh, that's like amazing. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's it. an amazing, amazing so app. sneaky mama. All right. I'll link to that in the show notes, you guys. Okay. What's your favorite joke? Okay, it's such a it's such an immature joke, but I, I heard it. it on the Muppet Show like years ago, and I tell it to everyone. But it's what is a cross between an elephant and a rhino? I don't know. Elephino. <laughs> <laughs> it always makes me laugh. It's so silly. <laughs> I love it so much. And if your kids tell it, they probably feel a little bit naughty and scandalized by. <laughs> My kids don't get it. They're like, what's an elephino? I'm like, <laughs> that's so cute. I love it. <laughs> well, at some point in the future, they will all of a sudden understand and then they will feel very scandalous when they tell people. And that's they so will. Cute. <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay. Have you ever met a celebrity? I have. I've met many because I started out my career in uh, entertainment in Los Angeles. I wanted to work in television and in Hollywood. I started out um, mailroom of a talent agency. It was one of the big ones. It was Endeavor, and they've like since merged with one of the bigger, bigger ones. Wow! They would send me out to deliver packages, so I got to go to these celebrities' houses and like give them their scripts and these That's big like crazy. envelopes. How fun! Yeah, I always like have the dream of someday being on Armchair Expert. You know the podcast? Yes, I do. Because I did deliver to Dax Shepard. You did? <laughs> yeah, it was punked. It was when he was on punked. And so oh he was gosh. a client of the agency. And I remember delivering to his little apartment in Santa Monica and him answering the door. And I'm like, was that Dax Shepard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. How fun. It's kind of weird, though, when you live in LA, because you'll just have these moments where you're like sitting next to someone. You're like, wait, is that? We lived in Glendale. We were at a Starbucks just hanging out, me and my husband. And right next to us, we're like looking. And we're pretty sure it was Good Charlotte hanging out with Mandy Moore. Oh, my gosh. At our local Starbucks. It's like you don't even realize they're them. And they're it's like, I think it's them. Is that them or is that their stunt double or their doppelganger? <laughs> they're acting so yeah. normal. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's I find that fascinating. Okay, what was your first live concert? Matchbox 20 in college <gasps> awesome. was my first live concert. I went to Arizona State, and me and a few friends, we drove out to Las Vegas to see them. And it was an amazing Fun. show, but afterwards, we stood by stage door, and we waited for them, and we got some really great pictures with the band. And I have one with like Rob Thomas with like a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. It's the best trip ever. Like, I think it ruined all future concerts for me yes. because I'm like, nothing could top this. That's right. It was a time where, you know, we didn't have cell phone cameras. So immediately we had to go and find a 24-hour CBS and go <laughs> get, get our pictures developed. Made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. What was the most amazing thing that you've ever won? <laughs> okay. So this was like the conference that tops all conferences. I go to places once and it completely ruins the experience because this wonderful thing happens. And then like every time after, like it just doesn't it, like meet those expectations of the mm -hmm. first time. <laughs> so it was this parenting conference called Mom 2.0. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. But um, it was here in Phoenix and it was my first conference ever as like an online entrepreneur. And they have this place called the Marketplace where all of these great brands set up. There was Amazon there and there was a Similac and all of these like major parenting brands. And they have this kind of incentive that you go and you fill out like this passport, you get the stamps at all the booths, and then you like fill out your information to like be put into a raffle. 
to win yeah. something. And so every booth I went to, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put a raffle in. Oh, I'm going to put a raffle in. No joke from this one conference. I won a Kindle Fire, <gasps> a trip to Chicago. What? A Kate Spade bag, which I gave to my mom, <gasps> and a robo vacuum. And that's one conference. Wow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, that is insane. Those are all really high value prizes. That is crazy. That That's the only time it's ever happened. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was a good conference. <laughs> wow. Your husband's like, no more. Now we have to claim that on our income tax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shelfie Shop. Shelfie Shop is where I sell the women's loungewear that I designed and had manufactured. Basically, they feel like pajamas but look like streetwear and you can wear them to sleep and to drop your kids off at school for a quick store run. They are made of fabulously soft, wonderful fabric that's just thick enough that it is not see-through. And every outfit has a built-in, super comfortable, slightly supportive with good coverage shelf bra that makes you look like you have two boobs instead of a boob loaf like most shelf bras look. And every outfit has a foam pocket. So there are several different pieces in the spring and summer line. There is a sleeveless tunic, a kangaroo pocket tee, a short sleeved t-shirt dress, a racer back sleeveless maxi dress, which is super cute, leggings and shorts. So go to shelfieshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. Make sure you pick out what you want for spring, summer, and click the email me when it's back in stock button because stock is rolling in this week and next week. It's so exciting. Once the stock comes in and I put it up on the website, it's going to sell out really fast. I have a free shipping code for you. Use the code Fancy Free, and you will get free shipping on anything you order. Also, if you want to be one of the first to find out when new things come in stock and new things become available on the website, then you can join a mailing list over at shelfyshop.com. I promise I won't spam you. I will just email you when there are things you need to know. As you know, the point of this podcast is to tell our not-so-fancy moments to each other so that we remember we're not alone and that mm -hmm. we demonstrate how sharing these stories forges connection. So what do you have for us today? <laughs> okay, so mine is kind of like embarrassing in a very stupid sort of way. <laughs> I had just moved into our current house and I didn't know anyone else in the neighborhood and I was home because when my son was born, I decided to take off of teaching. And like during that year off, I actually, that's when I started my business. But I was here, I was home. My son was in the house and uh, we walked in the front door. And I kid you not, there, I, there was someone in our laundry room. Like I was hearing sounds from the laundry room, which is like kind of a, across the house on the, on the bottom floor. And I went near the door and I heard that and it sounded to me like it was a chainsaw or something. It was so ridiculous that I thought it was a chainsaw, but it sounded like a chainsaw. My <laughs> eyes are really wide right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have totally freaked out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and um, I tried the door and then all of a sudden the door shut back on me, like forced it close. And I grabbed my son and I ran out the front door and there was just a random guy walking by our house. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to sound really, really ridiculous. But I think there's someone in my house. He's very concerned. And he's like, Oh my gosh, is there someone in your house? I'm like, Yeah, could you, could you like, 
come check with me if there's someone in my house. Like, I didn't know this guy at all. I don't even know him now. I have no idea who he was. Probably I was so embarrassed after it. But he's like, yeah, okay. And so we go in the front door and the noises are still happening in the laundry room. And he goes to check the laundry room and he opens the door and he comes out and he's like, it was your robo vacuum stuck in the laundry room. (laughs) (laughs) So that same robo vacuum I won at Mom 2.0 totally went like screwed me in the end. But when it shut the door on me, it was just shutting the door because it was a robo vacuum. <laughs> just bumped into it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I felt so ridiculous. <laughs> I have so many things to say about this. Number one, <laughs> that dude is brave. Yeah. <laughs> Slash slightly foolish because yeah i mean and i'm actually impressed that you went in there with him i've been like uh can i stand out here and use your cell phone and call 911 so wow you got <laughs> i was like standing in our living room and i'm like you could go to the laundry room you go there <laughs> i just can't believe you found someone on the street that was willing to go like fight your fight your dragons yeah yeah <laughs> maybe Great it was guy. an angel yeah wow <laughs> And then for him to discover that it was a robovac, he probably is telling that story to this day. Probably. <laughs> and I wonder how he tells, like, I busted in. I was like, nobody's going to hurt this woman on my dime. And then I looked down. <laughs> it was a robovac. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And then do you remember how how you got him out of your house? Or did he just kind of go, okay, bye. Have a nice he, night. He went, okay, bye. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think he realized I was pretty embarrassed at that point. And then he just left. Yeah. He's like, let me just give this girl some alone time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's so cute. We had motion detectors and we didn't have any pets, but then we had kids. And then when you have kids, suddenly you have balloons in your house. And the first time a helium balloon set off my motion detector, I was like full on calling the cops. Oh, yeah. I'd be too. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, who's outside? (laughs) Yeah. And then pretty soon I was like, no more helium balloons in the house. I mean it. (laughs) My dad's like a security monster. Like they live in Tucson and Tucson's pretty safe. But he has all the iron bars on the windows and all the motion detectors and like all the lights. And it's so funny because he has a ring, of course, installed. But all his ring captures are like, first, it's the videos that, oh, my gosh, this car drove by. It drove by twice. What do you think it's up to? (laughs) That thing. You're like, Dad, you need a better hobby. But then he sends us videos of like the neighborhood cat who decides to use the plants as like his personal toilet. (laughs) I'm like, I don't need to see this. (laughs) I love him so much. And I I get such a cute. Yeah, it's so funny. (laughs) My in-laws come and stay with us in the summers. And my father-in-law has the ring come to his phone. And mm. so he is so funny. They they live in an area where there are wild horses. So he was like, oh, mm. it's probably just the horses. I'm like, the what? <laughs> oh, the horses. Yeah. Oh. And But one time, a lady came up to his door naked. Oh. Yep. And he thought maybe she was from the neighborhood and maybe had dementia or something. But here we are. You know, he's a thousand miles away or whatever. But he was able to call, you know, another neighbor and have it looked into. And we never really found out what the resolution was to that. But that's not something you see every day on your ring camera. You should tell you. No, no, it's not. (laughs) You have another shenanigan that involves the same house and the same infant son. Tell me about that. 
Okay. Gosh, I really made myself well known in this neighborhood when I moved in. My son was sleeping upstairs and I just had to go and get something out of the front yard. And so I walked out my living room door, I came back and the living room door was locked. <sighs> and it was then that I found out that our front door, it's one of those front doors like you check it from the outside and it feels like it's open, but it's not. It's oh not open. <laughs> it locks. I had to run across the street and I knocked on our neighbor's door and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just locked my front door with my son sleeping inside. Can I use your phone? Can I call my husband? And I I had to call my husband to have him come home and unlock the house. (laughs) But I was like, oh, the way I make an entrance, I just, yeah. You're like, and now I'm famous in this neighborhood. (laughs) I'm famous, yes. All of a sudden, all the neighbors have rings (laughs) so they can see you coming. (laughs) They're like, it's that girl who doesn't have her life together. Okay. (laughs) No, see, you're just doing it. It it might as well just be a public service. You're like, see, here I am making all of you feel like you have your acts together. (laughs) You are so welcome. (laughs) Exactly. Now I just spy on all my neighbors because I have my office is in the upstairs and the window looks out to the street so I can like see everything that happens. You're like, "Hmm, I wonder where she's going. Oh, look what she's wearing today. (laughs) Oh yeah, I keep I keep eyes on a, on a neighbor down the street who like goes on walks and stuff. He lives alone, and then across the street, I knew the house was going to go for sale before it was even listed Ooh. because I saw the real estate agent taking pictures. So I was like, I'm on the know. Yeah, <laughs> I know things. Well, have you ever seen a Google Earth car drive by with the, all oh, the cameras yeah. on the top? Yeah. That makes you feel real famous. Then did you refresh your Google Earth and see if you... (laughs) I didn't. I should. But um, we also have here in Chandler, we're one of the testing grounds for the self-driving cars. (gasps) Really? Yeah, we have all the self-driving cars driving around and they still have drivers in them. One time, like we were driving down the street and like my daughter and I looked across t- to the car and there was no one there. And like my heart dropped. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's self-driving now. <laughs> but yeah, so wow. yeah, we see the self-driving cars all the time. They kind of, they look like the Google Earth ones, but. Okay. And they're just yeah. taking in data and testing. They're taking in data. You can like use them as an Uber here. So there's an app that you can call a self-driving car and take you somewhere, but there's all, there's still drivers in them. You're not allowed to talk to the drivers though hmm. in the cars. Are the drivers in the driver's seat or are the drivers yeah. just in the car? Okay. The drivers yeah. are in the driver's seat ready to take over in case it, it goes awry, but like a driver's ed teacher. Yeah, we haven't had any accidents or anything. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Do you have a life hack that you think the listeners will like? I do. And it's something that we just started during the pandemic and it's been a game changer. Ooh. But my kids are responsible for cooking one dinner a week. <gasps> really? So my husband does the grocery shopping and then I kind of like am the organizer of the meals. So I'll like figure out when people are doing what and when. And then uh, my husband goes and gets all the food. And uh, yeah, my kids take one dinner a week. Granted, it is the same dinner every week that they want to cook. <laughs> but eventually we will get farther. They're getting really good. Like my daughter makes this uh, homemade tomato soup and grilled cheese, which she did last night. Oh, that's awesome. And your kids are seven and 12, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. My son's cooking tonight. He's doing Kraft mac and cheese with some kielbasa in it. Perfect. It's a game changer because then they are so much more appreciative when you make dinner too. Because they know what goes into it now. (laughs) Absolutely. 
I love this idea. And I know that you're all about self-sufficient kids. And I love that. Yeah. And I actually wrote an article about why every parent with tweens and teens should have their kids making dinner once a week. It was oh, like, yeah. yeah. But man, starting at seven, I think that we wouldn't have been brave enough to institute at that point. And when I say my, my son cooks dinner once a week, he still gets a lot of assistance from me. I have to be there in the kitchen and I try to be just his sous chef though. And I'm like, uh-huh. tell me what you need help with. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. And I try not to take over. That's awesome. And then, you know, little by little, you, he won't need you. Yeah. You can't expect them to know how to do it before you teach them how to do it, but you have to do it. You have to go through the process, which is a lot more effort than some parents want to put in, but it's, it pays, it pays dividends, you know? It definitely yeah. does. And you guys, I will put a link to the article that I wrote about that because it has some ideas about how to actually get started on that and how to institute it and some of the logistics that we use in our family. And I'm sure Joanne has uh, resources for that too. And so I'll put all of that in the show notes. What have you been loving lately that you think the listeners would love too? I've been getting into books a lot more, like fiction books lately. I've always been a reader, but I've been reading so much like business stuff where I'm like, I need to read for fun again. Mm -hmm. So um, actually, I don't know if you know about this group, but it's the Peloton Moms Book Club on Facebook. Yes. Okay. I'll have to add you. It's just all of these book recommendations. So you become aware of what other people are loving now. And I found like all of my most recent reads there. And one of them is called Finley Donovan is Killing It. Finley Donovan is about a mom who is recently divorced, has two young kids, and she's also a writer. She's a writer of like the mystery kind of horror genre. And while she's in a Panera talking about her latest plot line, someone mistakes her for a contract killer. (laughs) And it sounds really outlandish, but the way it's written, it's so believable. And the characters are just so funny and good. And it's like a perfect mystery. I have to read this. Yeah, it's like mystery, comedy, women's fiction, everything like all you in like. One. It's really all great. in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, how fun! I'm definitely gonna put Finley Donovan as killing it on my paper white. I'm so excited. It is so enjoyable. You'll Yay! Love it. And, awesome. and it's gonna be a series too. So oh, once you get good. into it, you'll know there's more coming. All right. What is one surprising thing about you that nobody would be able to tell just by looking? Oh, well, it's a kind of a serious thing. That's okay. But I wish like more people would talk about stuff like that. I have ulcerative colitis, which I don't know if you know what that is. I didn't know what it is. I do. I don't know if you know, I'm a family physician, but I've been retired oh, a long are. time. It's actually really interesting that you should bring that up because when I saw your last name, I thought it, I was like, oh, I wonder oh, if, if there's a whole disease. story about that one too. I do now remember that you're a family physician because I heard you on 3 and 30 and you were talking about that. So oh, like, yeah. It rings a yeah. bell now. Yeah. But um, but I'm not really. I mean, I don't identify yeah. as a physician. Yeah. <laughs> so so people forget and I forget. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what ulcerative colitis is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was um, just like, I've always had kind of like stomach issues, like just been a little grumbly or whatever. But like, I like, gosh, how long was it? Four years ago? It got to the point where I was in pain. There was lots of blood. I kept going to the doctor and like, I wanted to accept the doctor's first opinion. And they're like, oh, it's like a hemorrhoid. I'm like, okay, that's easy. And like, I, I pushed, like pushed going to a like gastro specialist for so Mm -hmm. long. They're like, maybe you should go see a GI. I'm like, nope, nope. I, I don't want like anything to do with colonoscopy or Nothing's anything. Nothing's wrong like with that. me. Nope. I'm moving on. 
nothing's wrong moving on but it got it got so so bad that finally i'm like okay okay i'll just get it it'll be like better than this they put me under and i remember waking up and all i said was like i just don't want to be a crone with crones because Because, you know, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, they, they yep. present pretty similarly, but Crohn's yeah. goes through your whole digestive system. And the, the, uh, the amount of pain I was feeling was like, well, if it's ulcerative colitis, they can just remove a part of my intestine and I'll be better. Like, that's how bad it was that I was wow. like, oh, you're be like, better that surgery will be cinchy. No problem after what I've been dealing with. Oh, my yeah. gosh. You poor but thing. with Crohn's, like you can't you can't cure it like that. So I didn't take, want yeah. Crohn's. It can go but, all the way up to your mouth. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'd moderate to severe, but it's been wow. contained and I've been in remission for four years with. Oh, that's wonderful. Of, of meds, very expensive meds. Are you, so you're <laughs> taking an immunosuppressive or what? what no, is all oh, I'm taking good. is um, Lialda. I'm not, you know what? I've been out of medicine long enough that I do not know what that is. Every time I go for my yearly checkup with them, they're like, it's so good that this is working because it's basically like a vitamin for your colon and like it really doesn't like have any horrible side effects. And I'm like, okay, keep me on that one. (laughs) Wait. But it's like four huge horse pills a day, but I will take it compared to what I was going through before. So, wow. Uh huh. (laughs) But it's crazy. Like every time, like uh, people, like my friends have like, uh, intestinal issues i'm like come let's talk about this <laughs> because i'm like <laughs> i can guarantee you will not gross me out you will not yeah. disgust me i've been through it all like yeah come over here and let's talk about bottoms and poop we, we exactly. I got this. yeah yeah actually my kids do not like the frequency and like my easiness with talking about poop so <laughs> <laughs> they're so like cute. yeah mom can we go on to a different topic please <laughs> you're like but everyone poops <laughs> It's so interesting when I ask that question, I get everything from, oh, I, you know, can wiggle my ears to I have bipolar disorder and everything in between. And I love all of the answers because not only do I love finding out unique things about people, I love reminding the listeners that we cannot size each other up and we can know each other better and better when we try. But your surface judgment about someone is liable to be way off. So mm-hmm. I I thank you for sharing a serious thing. I love that because there are other people who are going to see that you're willing to share that and it's going to give them a breath of fresh air. I hope so. Because one of my friends actually just uh, posted on social media that she was just diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, but she was keeping it a secret for mm. a long time. And she's like, I just felt like so done of feeling alone in this whole thing Mm -hmm. that she posted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have this too. Anytime you want to talk, let me know. And Yeah, I might be wrong. But one of my very early guests who is a friend from Reno, I should say more a friendly acquaintance from Reno, I don't know her that well. She actually has very severe, I think it is ulcerative colitis to the point where she has a stoma. And mm-hmm. you would not know it. I mean, she it's not something she talks about freely in s- society, but she will talk about it very freely. And I love her for that. It's not like she lets it control everything, but she is so willing to talk about it and she's so open about it that I think that just makes other people who are going through stuff feel like, well, if she is that open about it, I can be too. But she's still not letting it control her life and she's still not letting it color everything that she does. She did a lot of public speaking and I never would have known. I mean, and she's always dressed to the nines and totally made up. And 
I just never would have known that she had a colostomy bag and she just, you know, she camouflages it and moves on with her life. It's like, yeah, I have it. It's I poop out of my abdominal walls. Kind of cool, <laughs> kind of weird. It's but it's fine. It is what it is. And, you know. Yeah. When I was going like to the GI and getting ready for like the colonoscopy and thinking like this may be what the issue is. I started following this person on Instagram who had a stoma and like she made it look so cute and she like was just very open about all the procedures she'd gone to and she called it her um, her Barbie butt. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's adorable. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> I was like, it, it's just kind of making light of it. And yeah, yeah. it makes it easier to deal with hard things when uh, you just talk about them and you're open about them. Yeah, for sure. There's no and shame. You- Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely no shame. And we all have stuff. I struggled with clinical depression for a long time before I made it known to my outer circle. And then I thought, oh, that's kind of silly. I mean, not that I want to bring it into every conversation because that's inappropriate, Mm -hmm. but it, it isn't something to be ashamed of. It isn't something to shy away from discussing when it's appropriate. And I think it, you know, sharing my story has helped people. Yeah, it's definitely... I want to know more about the No Guilt Mom podcast. Tell my listeners what that's all about, what your online business is about, how you are helping families, mothers feel less stressed and kids be more self-sufficient. I want to know all about it. So lay it on me. Sure. So the No Guilt Mom podcast, we have new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, and I host it with my best friend, Bree, who like I also have the great privilege of being able to work with. Like She's part of my company now, too. That's awesome. We help moms feel connected and enjoy parenting again by like making their kids self-sufficient, taking away the guilt from parenting. Like Moms today put so much pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. And every podcast, we try to take that pressure off by sharing like our vulnerable stories, finding the humor in motherhood, bringing on guests who are willing to be open, and talking about the science-based parenting strategies that aren't just like, you know, the little tricks and tips, but more about really great communication and getting the communication with your kids and forming the connection. But we we do it all in a very fun like girlfriend chat way. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we just started our first parenting class because before I had classes just for kids, which taught kids like how to make a homework routine and how to conquer big emotions. And we realized that part of parenting and part of making self-sufficient kids or like raising self-sufficient kids is that parents also need to, uh, they're, they're a big part of the equation. For sure. And so we just started our parenting class about having better communication in your home and better communication with your family. Wow. So I'm super excited about right now. Calm and happy parenting is what it's oh, called. But, I yeah. love it. Okay, you guys, I will link to all of that in the show notes. No Guilt Mom podcast is one of my new favorites. I think you and Brie have such great chemistry and I love listening to you talk. It's like having lunch with girlfriends. It's, and I you're love. coming on. So yeah. we get to chat some more. So fun. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Tell my listeners all the places where they can find you online. Uh, so the No Guilt Mom podcast, first off noguiltmom.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at noguiltmom. And our Facebook page is facebook.com backslash noguiltmom. And that's where you can find us. You're consistent. That's perfect. <laughs> Very consistent. <laughs> oh, Joanne. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. You're super fun. And I know the listeners are going to love you and they're going to want to start listening to you and Brie on the No Guilt Mom podcast. And I just so appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me on. This has been fun. 
Okay, you guys, that was so much fun. But I have to tell you, even listening back to edit it, it was so weird to hear me calling someone else Joanne. And I have other friends named Joanne, but I just don't think I've ever heard that on a recording. Anyway, wasn't Joanne awesome? I just love her openness and her honesty and her eagerness to see the humor and things. So much fun. Make sure to check out the show notes at fancyfreepodcast.com slash episode 111 to get all of the links that we talked about. Oh, I want to tell you guys too that I actually started reading Finley Donovan is Killing It. I'm only partway through, but it is a ton of fun. It's a great summer read. And I'm going to link to that for you guys. I'm also linking to the piano app that I'm going to start using soon. (laughs) And the Mom Peloton book club group that Joanne mentions, as well as all of Joanne's links and the article that I wrote about why it's so important for your teens and tweens to each be cooking dinner once a week and how to make it happen. Next week on the show, we have Lindsay Cook. And you guys, she is so adorable. I Loved talking to Lindsay. Her story is hilarious. She has a really great pregnancy story that just you guys are going to die. It's so bonkers what happened to her. But after Lindsay's episode, we're going to have three weeks off to start off the new season on July 12th, which will be season five of the Fancy Free podcast. We will have the date compilation episode, which is always super fun. It's going to be a combination of this past season's guests, and a sneak peek towards some of next season's guests. The week after that, we are having Rachel Nielsen on the show. She is the host of one of my oldest favorites. And then, you guys, it's so fun. I interviewed with Joanne and Bree for the No Guilt Mom podcast, and that episode will be airing on July 22nd. So make sure you go over to No Guilt Mom podcast and follow that so that the new episodes of that pop into your feed each week and you don't miss out on our conversations. Super fun. If you want more laughter, connection, and sharing, join us in the Fancy Free Facebook group. It's our private little slice of the internet. The question of the week this week is, what is the craziest thing you've seen on your ring camera or what is the craziest way that you've set off your burglar alarm or that you have thought there was an intruder in your home. I have actually a really crazy story about this. I'll tell you guys on Facebook. Make sure you go over to shelfyshop.com. That's S-H-E-L-F-I-E-S-H-O-P-P-E.com. See what you can't live without for your summer cozy clothes wardrobe and click the email me when it's back in stock button because stock is rolling in this week and next week. It's so exciting. All right. Have a wonderful week. And remember, no one is as fancy as they look. <laughs>